Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR Light Up Your Buzz podcast series. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director for Annie's Big City number one national radio campaign that includes a performance guarantee and unlimited media training. Annie Jennings also offers her famous performance publicity program with no monthly retainers for influential online media outlets and television across the country. If you want high power publicity for yourself, please contact Annie Jennings PR. And today we are showcasing an interview with Scott H. Silverman, author of The Opioid Epidemic, What You Don't Know Will Destroy Your Family and Your Life. Known as the Crisis Coach, Scott is a CNN Hero of the Week Award recipient, nationally known for leading successful recovery programs and having over 35 years of continuous recovery himself. He is the founder and CEO of Confidential Recovery, founder and owner of Your Crisis Coach, executive director and CEO of Safe Homes Coalition, and president of the Society of Addiction Professional Board. And something super, super, duper cool, every February 19th, every February 19th, every year, San Diego celebrates Scott Silverman Day in honor of his helping more than 25,000 people in San Diego with job readiness training, employment placement assistance, mental health counseling, case management, and affordable housing referrals to people who desire to change their lives. Wow. What an honor. Scott Silverman, welcome. Thank you. So nice to be here. It is our pleasure to have you, and we'd love for you to share with us why this work, the work you do, is so important. It's important to, of course, society, but also why it's so important work for you yourself. I've been in the helping people business uh, for decades and sometimes referred to as a hopeless helper. And I've, I've always loved doing it. And my last 10 years, I've been working in the treatment world and the last four years focusing on veterans in our community. San Diego has the fourth largest veteran population per capita in the country. And I've always been passionate about working with the underserved, those who have barriers to transformation or those who just are stuck. And that's part of what I do as a family navigator is just help individuals help their loved ones navigate next steps to get to areas of support and help and you know there's a recent article just came out a few months ago that said that over 97 percent of our country has a mental health issue going on with themselves or their family and it just gets more scary every day and you'd think we'd get better at what we do and unfortunately I don't know if it's the overwhelmingness of what's happening in society today or people are just seeking ways to self-medicate, but uh, my most recent book, as you mentioned, The Opioid Epidemic, I created because I want to find a way to scale the information so we don't have to keep going to funerals. Right now, over 400 people a day are overdosing and dying in our country behind opioids, and that number is double of what it was three years ago. So. If it keeps going the way it's going, we're going to lose not only a whole generation, but we're not going to we're going to look back and go, this is something that we could have fixed, and why didn't we? Yeah, that's that's really powerful. I mean, you're out there fixing. I mean, that's that's what you're out there doing and doing your best to offer new life for people. Do you find that your clients are able to make meaningful changes in their lives? What do you feel like is the is the most 
common obstacle that your clients end up overcoming? Most of my phone calls, interestingly enough, come from family members who have a loved one who's experiencing some form of either a substance use disorder or behavioral health issue or untreated trauma. Things have escalated. And that's why I really opened up the treatment environment because, unfortunately, our, the, the treatment modalities in our country do not have very positive outcomes. And part of it's because of the stigma and, you know, it's a disease of, a den of denial. So when, when people call, they say, can you fix my loved one? Well, it's not that easy. It, you know, I liken the disease of addiction to um, diabetes, meaning some people are going to get it and there's nothing they can do about it. And as a disease, there is treatment for it and there are portals of support that you can get. But unfortunately, with the stigma around, you know, alcoholism and substance use disorders and, and, and you know, self-medicating, a lot of people just believe that people should be able to put the glass down, so to speak. And that unfortunately doesn't work for somebody like myself, you know, who's been in long-term recovery. I can't have a drink. That doesn't work for me. I'm wired in a way where if I take a drink, it's only going to escalate and get worse. And right now, according to the data, 15% of the population of the U.S. suffers from some form of addiction that will erupt over the next 12 months. And Stacey, what's even more interesting is, according to science, those 15% that are impaired, whether they're under the influence or they're hungover, they're coming out of it, they will negatively impact seven people every single day. So if 15% of our population has the problem and another 70% plus gets impacted by the folks who have the problem, that's 85% of our country right now. So that is a, a, a number that when you look at it, it's, it's catastrophic. And there's treatment for it. There's recovery out there. There are experts that want to help. But unfortunately, we're just not making it a priority right now. And I think we're going to have to do that like we did with COVID. And if we don't, again, we're going to see a whole generation lost. Right now, the number one killer between 18 and 45-year-olds is opioids in our country. Number one killer over everything, heart, heart disease, cancer, car accidents, even suicide. So when you think about some of the information that's out there, the fact that we're not talking about it like we're talking about the weather on a regular basis just goes to show that it's not a topic that's easy to talk about. And again, the stigma is a big barrier. And the fact that you and I are even talking about this today, five years ago, probably wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have been something that we'd be discussing. So anything that we can do, anything that I can do, I mean, I give my phone number out on a regular basis, and if you're okay, I'll do that today. And I encourage people to call me. And I get, you know, sometimes 25 phone calls a day. Sometimes I get no calls a day. And I really, when my phone rings, it's an opportunity to help somebody. Mm, I I really love that. And and feel free. You can absolutely give your phone number out. All right. My phone number is area code 619-993-2738. 619-993-2738. People always ask, how can you know, I do it a lot. I'm, I'm the subject matter expert here in, in San Diego and nationally. And whenever I can, I give out my phone number. People always ask, why would you put out your phone number? I say, well, if someone doesn't call me and isn't able to or willing to ask for help, it's hard to help somebody. But when somebody makes that phone call, to mm -hmm. me, that's kind of pushing the start button on getting the process started to help someone you really care about or love. And right now, again, another study just came out a couple months ago from the CDC. One in five 
teenagers are suffering from some sort of self-medication, whether it's prescribed or it's illicit drugs. That's a high number, and that's a teenager. So if we're not able to give them the tools and set up the prevention mechanisms and get the information out to help save lives, again, it just gets scary when you think about extrapolating the data over the next five to ten years. And now that, you know, the midterms are gone and COVID's kind of behind us, we really need to make this a priority and make it a conversation. Just last year when I, my book came out, I sent a copy of the book, The Opioid Epidemic, to every governor in the country. I got five thank you notes, and I got one book sent back that said, sorry, we don't take gifts. And when you think about it, there's not a zone in this country, a zip code, a region, a city, a suburban area, a rural area, a metropolitan area that hasn't been impacted by opioids, and, and more specifically in the last few years, fentanyl. So you would think that every governor or staff person would be calling me going, what do we do? And, and the book itself is actually a roadmap on what families can do, what counties can do, what treatment providers can do, what families can do. And, I'm, and it took me three years to put the book together because I wanted to make it not a self-help book, but a book that actually says, if you pick up this tool and you do this with that, you can move the needle. And that's what's so important right now because there is hope and help out there. And there's are, there are a lot of people that really want to be, you know, the person who helps you move the needle. So why mm. we're not seeing more conversations about it, you know, and, it, and it's in the news every day, you know, about the DEA making busts and about, you know, people at airports putting fentanyl in candy boxes, but we're not talking about, helping our loved ones and setting up prevention. The only tool right now for reversing an overdose is a, is a medication called naloxone. And naloxone is commonly you know, uh, known as Narcan, which is a nasal spray that you can give somebody if they're overdosing. And every single teacher should have that, you know, because you can't hurt anybody by giving it to them in the classroom. And there's a lot of pushback. We just don't want to do it. We don't think it's necessary. We don't know how to do it. It's a 20-minute video on how to do it. And that's the kind of thing that should be happening everywhere in this country because all it's going to do is help save lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know anyone who could be listening right now that is not moved in this conversation. And as you mentioned, I think everyone is impacted. Somebody knows somebody who's impacted uh, with a substance use disorder or somebody who's self-medicating and, and all of these things. I would say this, Scott, what, what advice, if somebody, so if you, you said family members typically call you, if a family member calls and they feel like they don't know where else to go, they're at their wit's end, they've tried interventions, they've tried things, and, and, and so on and so forth. What advice would you have for family that really feels at the end of their rope? The, the, the response to that question I like to give is this. If your person that you love, that you're watching this happen to, if they broke their arm, you wouldn't go on YouTube and try to help them reset the break in their arm. You would take them to the emergency department. You'd call the doctor. You'd seek help. The same thing has to happen with this. And what, what's interesting is there have been studies done that people, the people that go to treatment, for example, 28-day inpatient program anywhere in the world, no matter what level of care they're getting, if they do nothing, 
after that treatment, there's a 95% chance that they will relapse. 95%. So imagine that we're in this industry that you know, $45 billion a year is being spent for treatment, and 95% of those who don't continue their care will relapse or fail, if you will, initially. It's not really a failure. It's because relapse is part, unfortunately, of the disease. But that's a sad number when you think about it. So what do we do to change that? We have to have a continuum of care. We have to be able to go to the experts. So that's what families need to do. And the, the study I was going to refer to is, according to science, 75% of those relapses are unfortunately triggered by family members simply because the family member wants to help so bad, assuming they still care about the person they love, that they're they're using trigger words. They're saying the wrong things at the wrong time because they don't know what to say. Hence, going back to the broken arm idea. If you're not a doctor, you're not going to about to try to do it. You're going to take that person to an expert. Same thing has to apply to families. Families have to get educated to know that this is not their expertise, and that's okay. And secondly, it's not their fault that their family member has this disease. They didn't cause it. So in order to really get that person help, they have to help themselves first a little bit, get educated, and then take the tactical you know, moves going forward that's necessary to get that person that kind of help. Well, I know you're standing by, Scott, ready to help people. Uh, if you need to hear any more of Scott's advice, if you need any resources, if you want to connect with Scott Silverman, learn more about him, his own story, you know, right? He's, he's walking the talk. You're walking the talk, right? You know, his, all of his work uh, and, again, the recent book, The Opioid Epidemic, connect with Scott online at yourcrisiscoach.com. Again, that's yourcrisiscoach.com. Scott, any parting words of wisdom for our listeners here that might be struggling with this? There's hope and help. There's something you can do. And three of the hardest words in the English language is, I need help. But don't be afraid because once you express that and you do it out loud and you reach out and you ask for help, there's help out there. I mean, the federal government mm. just put out a new hotline, 988. You know, you can call the crisis hotline no matter where you are. I'm in San Diego, California, and people are thinking, why should I call you over there? I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Indiana. I'm in Pittsburgh. doesn't matter. If you don't know how to navigate, you don't know how to navigate. Give me a call, 619-993-2738, or just Google me, Scott H. Silverman. You'll find me, and I'll do everything I can to be a resource for you and your loved ones. Well, Scott, thank you again so much for joining us. And thanks to everyone listening to this Light Up Your Buzz podcast. It's brought to you by Annie Jennings PR. Visit AnnieJenningsPR.com to learn how you too can enjoy high-powered, no-retainer publicity to build an influential brand and achieve your marketing and PR goals and objectives. Till next time.